Good morning, friends. We're so glad that you're with us. We're going to begin this morning. I'm going to introduce you to our youth pastor, Zach Bauer. Uh, he is on video with us this morning, and he's going to be reading from Lamentations as we begin our service together. I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Please join me as we continue to worship this morning. We're so glad that you've joined us on our live stream this morning. We're going to invite you wherever you're at. Maybe it's your living room or your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever. It doesn't matter. We're going to invite you to stand with us and worship as we sing together. I count on one the same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Sing it with me. Yes, I will lift you high. Glorious valley, yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Oh, yes, I Sing this together this morning. I count, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. Working all things. Out. Oh yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Oh yes, I will.
Amen. You can have a seat wherever you're at for a second. We are so thankful. If you're just joining us, we want to say welcome to you and thank you for joining our live stream this morning here at Broadway Baptist. We are so thrilled and excited that you have chosen to worship with us online this morning. If you're new to our stream, maybe this is your first time watching or your first time in a while, we want to encourage you to reach out to us. You can message our Facebook page at the top of this video, and we will respond to that just as soon as we possibly can. We want to connect with you as best we can in a new and, and digital era. And so we want to connect with you and certainly encourage you to reach out and message us and just simply say, I'm new. And we'll, uh, we'll reach out and connect with you uh, in the coming days. I want to encourage you this morning uh, to worship in your home wherever you're at with your family. Uh, we want to encourage you to stand and sing with us as we continue to worship together this morning. Let's stand as we proclaim the goodness and faithfulness of our God. Let's sing together this morning. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good For every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire And darkest nights You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good but every breath that i am able oh i will see of the goodness of god sing with me your goodness is running
of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Sing Jesus the name. Jesus the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Oh, we live for you. And holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder Show me who you are and fill me With your heart and lead me In your love to those around me Worthy of every song ever see worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you Jesus the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say, Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Oh, we live for you. Sing, Holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder Show me who you are and fill me With your heart and lead me In your love to those around me Holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my eyes in wonder Show me who you are and fill me With your heart and lead me In your love to those around me Let's sing this together. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. And I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. And I will not be shaken. Holy, there is no 
no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Amen. You can have a seat wherever you're at for a moment. We are certainly glad that you're worshiping with us this morning here at Broadway. And here uh, we, we have an opportunity for you to worship through multiple ways. Uh, obviously, we've been singing this morning. We've read scripture together. Uh, we'll hear from Pastor Daniel in just a minute. Uh, but one of the ways that we worship is through our giving of our tithes and our offerings. And so I'm going to invite you to do that now. I'm going to ask our guys in the booth to go ahead and post a link to the giving page of our website in the comments. Uh, and you can see the text to give phone number on your screen. So we want to encourage you to go ahead and do that now in this portion of our service. I'm going to pray for us. And then as you do that, we'll continue to sing. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you were a firm foundation in the midst of the storm. Lord, we pray that we are like the wise man who built his house upon the rock and that we would build our lives on the foundation of your love and that our trust would be put in you alone. Lord, now as we move into the time of our service where we give back a portion of what you have blessed us with, Father, we pray that you would take our tithes, take our offerings, our gifts, and that you would bless the gift and the giver to further your mission and your kingdom through our church here at Broadway. Lord, we are so thankful for the ways that you are continuing to bless us and bless our ministry. And God, we are, we are grateful to you for it. We pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to continue to worship together through singing this morning. I want to encourage you again to go ahead and give at this time, and you can continue to sing with us. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the God of ages stepped down from glory where my sin and bear my shame the cross has spoken I am forgiven, the King of Kings calls me His own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Let's declare this together. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free, hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my 
Peggy Cable. She's one of our members here at Broadway who is currently serving in uh, Uganda and Kenya as a missionary. Let's pray together and then we'll hear from Miss Peggy. Jesus, we thank you that you are a living hope. Lord, we thank you that you came, you died for our sins, you were buried, but Lord, we praise you because three days later you rose. And Lord, we thank you for your salvation, your grace, your love for us, and your victory that we have as believers. God, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Peggy Cable. I'm a member of Broadway Baptist Church, and I have a ministry, Nehemiah Faith Ministry. I work in Uganda and Kenya. I have been there eight years. I travel continually in Uganda and Kenya evangelizing. We tell people who Jesus is. My favorite ministries are, are drug, alcohol, prison, street ministries. We work in slums, deep villages, refugee camps. We also show people who Jesus is by maybe paying school fees, providing food, paying rent, having crusades, anything we can do to help people. That's that's our focus. That's what I do, and I've been there eight years. Now, the coronavirus is in Uganda and Kenya. Everyone is on lockdown. Everyone is being quarantined, very strict. The problem is, of course, the virus, but even there, it's more tragic because they're starving. They're starving because they have no food. They cannot stockpile food in a hut, and they have no way to get to food. Food is running out 
and starvation is widespread. So I want you to pray. I want you to pray for me as I'm here in America that I can return quick to Uganda and Kenya, to my friends, to my African friends and my African family, that I can return and help get food to them any way I can. So I need your prayers. I need, I need your prayers. And if you want to pray and obey, if you want to support Nehemiah Faith Ministry, you can go on the Facebook and find out all the information you need. Also on that Facebook, you're going to see projects that I do. Every time we do a project, I post. So I appreciate this opportunity to speak to you. Thank you. God bless. Baby Jesus, baby Jesus, I love you, I love you, you are my Savior, you are my Savior, every day, every day. Can y'all hear me? Welcome to our online worship service here this morning. It's the last Sunday in April, so we're so glad you're able to join us this morning. I want to tell you what happened with Isaiah. Isaiah was in the presence of God. And in Isaiah chapter 6, the Lord appeared to him, the prophet. And then what happened was after he left the presence of God, he realized, oh no, I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people with unclean lips. God sent a heavenly angel called a seraphim to pick up a coal and touch his lips. And it says, now your iniquity has been removed. Do you know our lips are either clean or unclean. This morning here on Online Worship at Broadway, we are going to be talking about gossip. The sin of gossip. So if you have your Bible, I know you're there in your living room. I'm going to give you several assignments. You might not be in your living room. I was talking to Brad Poe this week, and he was telling me that he gets up on Sunday morning for online worship, gets dressed, ready to go, puts his clothes on like he's going to church, gets his Bible together, and he's paying attention. He said the other person that lives in his house, she doesn't always do that. She's more like in her pajamas, but she's paying attention. So wherever you're at, uh, in your house, whatever you're wearing, I want you to grab your Bible, and I want you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 26. While you turn there, I want you to do a couple of things. You're there sitting here watching this on Facebook Live. I want you to share. I, I posted, I hope it went through, I posted where I was from, or not where I was from, where I was at, which I was on the front, front pew when I posted that. Wherever you're at watching this, I want you to list the city. So if you're in Lexington, if you're in Georgia, if you're in Boston, wherever you're at, just list the city. And that just reminds us that the gospel goes out all over the place through the internet. So it's a great way to communicate that folks all over the world could possibly be watching this and hearing God's word certainly preached and proclaimed. Also, you're there on your computer. I want you to share this. You, know, you can't really invite folks to church like we used to, but the way we invite folks to church now is we share our, our broadcast on your Facebook page. That way some of your friends, maybe some of your unchurched friends, see, oh, look, I might, you never know. They could click on it. And listen to a message about how God cares about our language. It's going to be a timely message for today. Also, Chris mentioned giving. I want to encourage you to continue to give. Uh, hopefully the guys here in Sound Booth will post that link uh, to our online giving. We also have text to give. You can certainly, I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe you've received uh, the government... Uh, um, I keep calling it the free money, but we all know nothing's free. One day we will pay for it. What, it's called the stimulus money. The stimulus money, I want to encourage you to give on that. You know, God expects us, even when you receive free money, that 
you tithe on. I'll never forget one day, gosh, I was probably Benjamin Esther's age. This is a true story. We were in a parking lot. David Dell, listen to this. Walking out of a store, I was probably about 9, 10 years old, and I found a $10 bill. Now, maybe, I think it was a $20 bill. And my parents told me I had to put that in the offering plate because you never know that person could have been going to church when they dropped it and it fell out of their pocket and they were going to put that in the offering plate. So I had to give, <laughs> I had to give my free money I found to the Lord because you had, I had no clue where that money was really going. But uh, I do, I want to encourage you in your faithfulness, even if the Lord has given you free money, to certainly tithe on that. And we are to be faithful stewards, even if we aren't able to gather in, in person here in the sanctuary, but you still honor the Lord with your finances, even if you're at home. And lastly, I have a, a sermon notes here. You can follow along here. I want you its own... Um, Hopefully somebody put that link on there on, on, in the comments section. You can print that out or you just follow along on your, uh, on your, on your phone or your iPad, wherever you're watching with, and you can certainly follow along here with the Scriptures. God has a message for you this morning, and that message is about our language. That message is about our lips. The words you use, do they build other folks up or do they tear them down? The language that comes from your mouth. Do you ever say, I'm a man of unclean lips? I am in the presence of God. And I have lied. I have slandered. I have spoken negatively about other folks. This is a sin in the Bible. We, we as a church family are going through the book of Proverbs. Today's the 26th of April, so we're, uh, we're in Proverbs chapter 26. If you're just tuning in, wherever you're at, just today, you just read first 26 chapters of Proverbs. You pick right up. This will be the last week. Next month, I'm going to start a Sunday morning sermon series on Philippians, a New Testament book. Uh, it speaks about joy. It's very easy to be down in the dumps, be discouraged and sad right now, but God, is us for believers, expects us to have an attitude of joy that brings glory to him and, and, and certainly honor him with our attitude. Attitude is everything. All right, open your Bibles. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. We're going to look at this scripture here. Look what God's word says. Without wood, fire goes out. Without gossip, conflict dies down. As charcoal for embers and wood for fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down to one's inmost being. Sherry told me on the way over here it's going to be 37 degrees tonight. You can fact check her on that temperature to see. That means there's a high possibility she likes fires. Do you have a fireplace? Like a wood fireplace at your home. Not a gas, well, I guess gas would you count it too. It would be the ultimate Duraflame if you have gas and it just never goes out. Duraflame, this log, you toss this in your fireplace, three hour burn time. You don't even open the package. You take it, you put it in there, you light it. Next three hours, your flame is burning. The Bible tells us gossip. It's like a Duraflame log. You go and talk about someone. You say something negative. You've taken the Duraflame and you've tossed it on the fire. It's not going out. When those words come out of your mouth, they're going to burn for a while. It doesn't, just, it doesn't fall flat. It's not a wet log that says, oh, it didn't really catch fire. I wanna, I wanna, let's define, what is gossip? Have you ever wondered, okay, Pastor, what are you talking about? When you use the word gossip, let's get a working definition while we go through this. Because all in the New and the Old Testament, the Bible warns us about our language. Isaiah, he recognized his words made him unclean. Gossip, it's talking about someone in a negative manner. A negative manner. You're speaking, uh, gossip isn't, okay, I don't get a phone call and someone doesn't say, Daniel, did you hear the news? Such and such got saved. 
And they are now living for the Lord. They're no longer battling addiction. They've been set free from their sins. They love Jesus. Well, amen, that's great. I actually might get that phone call, but a lot of times that's not always how the phone call comes. The phone call comes, or the message comes, Sherry, did you hear about such and such? She cheated on her husband. She got drunk last night, got a DUI. She has just gone off the deep end. It's, it's negative. There's a negative slant with gossip. It's putting other people down. And here's the other thing. It's not just negative. It's also prideful. Because it makes you look like that poor woman. That's what she does. That's what he does, but not me. I, the righteous and noble one, I don't do the things these other folks do. You're putting someone down in a negative manner while puffing yourself up. And it paints this picture of they're bad, I'm good. And there's another problem with gossip we're going to see here. You don't even know if it's true. Gossip is second, third, fourth hand information. You have no idea. Could this actually have happened? Is this person really doing and acting this way? So what happens, it's rooted in negativity. A negative person is more focused on hurting than helping. Gossip doesn't help anyone. It doesn't build anybody up. And what happens is a lot of folks, they get pleasure in sharing negative news. Do you want to see some negative news? CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC News. You go on those websites. They don't tell you about all the folks watching church services online. They're, they're, they're tearing someone apart. And I want you to know, it's wrong for you as a believer to bash your president, to bash your governor, to bash elected officials. What good is it? No one is going to say, man, he made some really good points against the president. I think I'm going to go vote for Joe Biden this, this election. No one reads your comments and your thoughts on whatever opinion you have and thinks, man, that's a knockout punch. He won me over. And, but guys, this is negativity. Gossip. You can't gossip and you can't defend it. President Trump can't defend your comments and your opinions. The mayor, the governor, they're not going to be able to defend it. Anyone can write an opinion piece and share their opinion today. You don't even need the newspaper to publish it. You can publish it right now during the sermon. And it can be the most negative thing in the world. Makes you look good, they look bad. That is what it means by hurting rather than helping. You know, folks who go around gossiping, folks who have a gossipy lips, they're, they're deceived because they actually believe that they are doing good by chatting away. Chat, 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 chat. Just go give the daily update of everyone who I know, what I think, and I don't even know if it's true. And it, it's, it's not healthy. It's not good. The Bible warns us. Proverbs 26. Verse 22. A gossip's words are like choice food. It's the food, the flavor remains. It's the flame that doesn't go out. You remember the negative. You know, if, if, someone, if someone calls me this afternoon, and they tell me five things, and they say, Daniel, great sermon. Uh, Pastor, uh, I like your pants. Uh, it's a nice day. To, I mean, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they said, but, and then the fifth thing they say is, I want you to know, this is what I think of you. Yada, yada, yada. I'll hang up the phone. There's a possibility I'm not going to go and say, Sherry, David Dill, I spoke to somebody on the phone, and they told me they liked my clothes. No. I'm going to remember the one negative. You're going to remember. It's the choice food. It goes down. Look at this. To the one's innermost being. You remember the negative. And that's what it means by it's hurting more than it's helping. Talking about other people. Putting people down. It does not build up the body of Christ. It doesn't solve problems. It's not a solution. And anyone can fall into this trap. Christian brothers, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, he recognized my lips. The great prophet, Jesus quoted Isaiah. He had unclean lips. He even lived among a people with unclean lips. Meaning, he knew that listening to gossip is dangerous. In fact, I have a Bible verse for that. Look at this. We'll put it up on the screen. Uh, Proverbs 17.4. Proverbs 17.4. I want you to look at this Bible verse. It's up here. Because you listening to gossip, you staying on that phone call, you standing, continuing to stand in that conversation, it's destructive. It will impact you. You're giving the gossip an audience. It's a dangerous thing for you and I to do to listen to destructive speech. A wicked person listens to malicious talk. Look at that. Folks, a wicked person. It is sinful for you to sit there and listen to someone else get torn down. It's wrong for you to remain in that conversation and for it to just go on and on and on. I was convicted about this. Oh, about eight or nine years ago, I, I caught myself talking about someone else to one of our deacons at our church. And I'm not kidding. This godly man, the man walked away from the conversation. Just left. I'm like, I, I'm in sin. It's like, where, where'd he go? And I asked him about him. He just walked out. Just left. I was under great conviction that week. I asked him about that. Well, I realized quickly what was going on. And I had to apologize to him. It was gossip. Because that man, he was not going to participate and continue to listen to malicious talk. And God's speaking to you. Are you, are you giving your ear to someone who has destructive speech? Because if you do that, the Bible says you are sinning and you are wicked. You're giving them an audience. A liar pays attention to a destructive... By you listening to a destructive tongue, it makes you a liar. You're, 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 you're buying it. God's calling you this morning to make sure that you don't just gossip. You don't even listen. You don't even lend the ear to someone who's going to share news that who knows if it's even true. You know, one of the things about gossip is Romans chapter 1 verse 29 actually puts gossip in the same category as murder. When you gossip about someone else, you're actually, I mean, it's murder. You're killing them. And they don't even know it. Well, they eventually find out. But you're killing someone who can't even defend himself or herself. That's how dangerous this the speech it is. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. I have it up here on the screen. 2019. Look at this. The one who reveals secrets is a constant gossip. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, now if I tell you something, you promise you won't tell anybody else? Do you know how you need to answer that question? 
you need to say, no, I will tell other people. And then maybe they won't tell you. Because by you, how you, if somebody comes up and ask, they're going to share something with you, but there's some strings attached. Listen, if there's strings attached to speech, right there, you're in the gossip category. Because you know it's about someone else that doesn't want to, the, the best, the only secret is between you and the Lord. You know once you tell someone something, once you entrust words with someone else, you can't control that person. It's between you and the Lord. If you don't want anyone to know something, you and Jesus are the only two po folks who need to know. And he can read your mind. So you actually don't have to tell him. He knows it anyway. But by listening, by agreeing to keep a secret, or agreeing not to tell someone, you are actually, you're, you're, you've become the gossip. You're right there. Avoid, look at this. Avoid someone with a big mouth. Now, they're not talking about your physical size of your mouth. They're talking about, hey, he's a big, a big mouth person is someone that's talking about other people, that's talking in a know-it-all, prideful manner, that has negative, destructive speech. It is so easy to sit in the lazy boy of your home, in your couch, and solve the world's problems. You can direct football games, the NFL draft, church. You can tell everyone else in politics and the whole universe what to do. While you sit right there, that's a big mouth. It's easy to do that. It requires no skill. Anyone can, uh, can, can become proficient. All right, I want to put up here on the screen three questions a believer must ask before sharing information. All right, so here we go. You've got some information, and you're going to share it. Before you feel like you are going to uh, pass along something, you need to ask these three questions. You're about to say something. You're going to open your mouth. Number one, do I even know if this is true? Now, you know, even a broken clock is, I've shared this before, it's right twice a day. I mean, there's always a little grain of truth in everything. Well, maybe not everything, but nearly everything. Is it 25% true? Maybe 50% true. If you don't even know if something is true, you are actually, that Bible verse we read, you're a liar. You're actually spreading false information. It's sinful. It's wrong. Do I know if this is true? Number two, what's motivating me to share this information? If I'm going to say something, and it might be about someone else, what are my pure motives? Because think about it, is it to put them down and to make me look like a holy Joe? Is it to say, this poor soul over here, I'm just going to tear them apart, but not me. I would never do that. If gossip, remember, it's rooted in pride because you're always the winner on gossip. And someone else is the loser. Because they can't even defend themselves because they're not even there. So what's your real motivation for saying what you're going to do? And number three, is this information going to hurt someone else? If I go and say something about someone else, is it going to help or hurt? Because if it's just hurting other folks, I mean, that doesn't build up anyone. I have one more Bible verse, Ephesians, up here. Look at this. It talks about helping others. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. This is a convicting verse. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. No foul language. Gossip is foul language. Gossip is language that's not rooted in the truth. Gossip is... 50, 40% true. Gossip 
tears someone down. It is not helpful in building up. God's people are called to build up others. God's people, when they hear what your words, when you speak to others, it should be like grace. It's just, just a blessing, such an encouragement, such great, great things to hear. She's an, a blessing to me. I will never forget, back in Georgia, I had a, we had an evangelist come. Sherry and I were, last night, I was trying to remember the guy's name. He's passed away, he's gone to be with the Lord. He came, preached a great revival at our church. God, the Spirit just moved mightily. And I want to tell you what happened. Um, I was talking to the guy, and he, he had been a pastor, and just, he was in his seven, just a man of wisdom. Just the godly man. He's, and I was just a young, young boy. And he came up to me. He says, Daniel, I want to tell you something. I'm going to give you some news. If you ever have somebody join the church, if you ever have somebody walk the aisle, and they start attending, and they become members, and they join your church, and you start to get to know them at the, on the very beginning, and they start bashing their former pastor. And they start bashing their old church. You need to watch out. Because in a year or two years, they're going to be bashing you. And they're going to be bashing your church. He says, I promise it will happen. How you meet someone from the very beginning. And how they come and start talking about former friends former churches, former pastors, well, eventually it makes a circle, and one day you'll be the victim of their language. Oh, now, Sherry and I were talking about that last night. That doesn't just apply to church. That applies if you're a nurse. That applies at the office. You hire a new employee, they come in, and they start talking about how terrible the last place they worked at, and how everybody was awful, and they got ripped off, and cheated, and beat up, and they hated everyone. Everybody there was lazy. Soon, in a few months, in many cases it might not be a few months, soon that same employee will be talking about you that way. Because why? Gossip people, gossipy people are rooted in negativity. Everything they do, it's like it just flows. It's an attitude of negative, 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 negative. And listen, Jesus Christ this morning, it's easy in quarantine season to become gossipy and negative. Jesus Christ wants to free you of this. He's saying, don't become this man. This person isn't who you are to be. And you know, the real question, I tell you, the ultimate question, you always have to be thinking. If you listen, if you, first of all, you shouldn't even be listening to someone gossip. But if you do listen, look up here on the board. Someone gossip, you have to be listening, thinking about this question. If this man is talking this way about this person, when he goes and talks to someone else, will he be gossiping and talking about me this way? I mean, if you're listening to someone gossip, then later that day when they go to their next poor victim, do you know what they'll be doing? Do you know who the next victim will be? It'll be you. I mean, gossipy people just go around just slaying one after another. So if you're listening to that person talk that way, you're the next victim. That's, it, it's a circle. A circle of nevity. So I want to give you some action steps. I want to conclude this with our action steps here. What do I do? So let's just say, and I want to tell you, all of us, you will struggle with gossip. You will struggle with a temptation to tell negative news, negative comments about someone else. It's all around us. It's what you're reading. It's what you're hearing. It's tabloid news. So here's our action steps we as believers need to be taking. Number one, you need to guard your tongue. You need to guard your tongue. You need to make sure and to always think, okay, am I helping or am I hurting? 
Are these words that are about to come out of my mouth, are they going to lift other people up or are they going to tear them down? Number two, and some of you might need to do this. If you have hurt other people through gossip, if you have slandered and, and took your words as destructive behavior, you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to apologize to that person and say, I shouldn't have made that comment. That was ungodly. That was sinful. That wasn't the right thing to say. Listen, relationships, friendships, families are torn apart. Marriages are torn apart from gossipy lips. There is nothing more that the devil wants to do than to destroy your life with language. It's easy, it's cheap, it's free, it looks like there's no consequences, but there always is. You will be hurt. Others will be hurt. And then when others are hurt, you're hurt. You listen to gossip, you participate in gossip, you need to be asking forgiveness of gossip. Christ is calling you this morning to look at this sin in the Scriptures and say, Lord, forgive me of this. I want to be a man of, unclean li- or, or of clean lips. Forgive me of my unclean lips. Just like Isaiah. When he got in the presence of God, he, he was convicted about his language. This morning, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to lead us in our prayer of salvation. You know, the Bible says right here that with, your, with our lips, with our tongue, we confess Jesus, we also curse God. Book of James. Can you believe that? The same mouth that you get saved by, you can also deny Jesus with. Give God your language. Give Him your words. Ask God to free you from the destructive language and behavior of gossip. It will destroy you. It destroys churches. It destroys your workplace. It destroys families. It creates a negative attitude in your life. Nobody wants to be friends with people who are that way. I want to tell you, a negative person is a gossipy person. Because they have to be negative. What else can you be negative about? You're negative about other people. Basically, when someone's described as negative, what they're saying is they're really gossipy. And they're prideful on top of that. Negative and pride. Jesus Christ wants to free you of that this morning. I'm going to lead us in prayer. You can confess with your tongue, with your mouth, Jesus Christ. He can save you of your sins. Wherever you're at, I want you to bow your head. Bow your head, close your eyes. And you pray along with me. Wherever you're listening at, watching at, you can give your life to Jesus. The Lord, His hand is not too short to save. Jesus, I pray that you free us of a gossipy tongue. Lord, we want you to save us. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I confess my sins. I'm giving you my language. I'm giving you my life. From this day on, I am choosing to live for you. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. The Bible says if you've prayed that prayer, if you received Jesus in your heart, the Lord has saved you. You reach out to me, send the church Facebook page a message. We'll be getting in touch with you or make a comment. We'll be able to follow up and let you know how you can continue in your walk with the Lord. Chris and Amy are going to sing for us. If you just responded to that message this morning, maybe you accepted Christ for the first time. Or maybe you simply want to recommit your life to Christ and follow him more closely. We want to encourage you to take this opportunity, reach out to our Facebook page. Again, you can message us at the top of the profile. uh, And just simply say that you want to respond to this message. And we will get back with you just as quickly as we can. Because we want to walk you through that. We want to coach you in how you can take your next step with Jesus. Whatever that looks like for you. So let's sing together this morning as we respond. 
just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to us at any time, and we will be glad to help you learn what it looks like to follow Jesus and what it looks like for you to take your next step in your walk with him. 
We're so thankful that you joined us this morning. We hope that you have been able to, to worship with your family uh, in your home this morning, and we are certainly glad that you chose to do so with us. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll end our stream this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that because of the blood of Jesus, we can come to you just as we are. Father, and that you cleanse us, you pardon us, you heal us, you make us whole, you remove the sin in our life. Father, and you help us through that. Lord, we pray now that you would guide each of us, give us wisdom, Lord, and that we would uh, digest what was, what was said this morning and apply it to our lives. Lord, we love you. We praise you for who you are. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.